Hey there everyone, it's Jeff from MCS Magazine and welcome to podcast episode number 245. So let me ask all you concealed carry men and women out there. While you may feel well prepared to defend yourself with your firearm when you're attacked outside the home, do you feel that same level of confidence in also to being able to defend your spouse or other unarmed companion under the same circumstances? Now the tactics that you use are not always the same. And in this week's episode, I'll share some quick tips that will help you fine tune your own concealed carry plan to better provide protection, not just for yourself, but also for those you love. And as always, don't worry about taking notes because we've done all the heavy lifting for you with this week's handy dandy one page cheat sheet covering all the main points. You can download it all absolutely free simply by going to www.mcsmagazine.com slash 245. And now let's talk tactics. Tactical firearms training, urban survival, close quarters combat. This, this is another podcast to help you better prepare for any threat you may face in your role as a protector and a patriot. This is Modern Combat and Survival. Okay, welcome back, everyone. This is Jeff Anderson, editor for Modern Combat and Survival Magazine and executive director of the New World Patriot Alliance. And this is a topic that I actually think about all the time because I'm typically out in public with my wife all the time, right? So her safety is of paramount concern for me. Absolutely. And as many of you know, just from listening to our podcast or just listening to me bitch and complain if we've been in any of our training camps or anything, my wife does not have that same level of tactical knowledge that I have or even concern. She's kind of like, she doesn't like guns. She doesn't, she doesn't want to think that way. She doesn't want to be quote unquote paranoid. So I realize that it is is really upon me to be able to protect her when we're out in public. She's she's fine with me having a gun as long as she doesn't see it, right? So her safety, obviously, I have to think about her as well. Now, a lot of you out there don't have the same issues that I have when you have a spouse and maybe they also carry concealed. More power to you. I always said there should be some sort of online dating app or something just for concealed carry, just so that we're, we're with somebody that, you know, we, we could find somebody that shares that same concern. Not saying I would divorce my wife to go to some concealed carry app. So honey, I know she's not listening to this anyway, but any of you any of you that are listening out there, look, it's just, it's something we take on, right? It's something that we know not everybody shares our same level of concern and they're still under our protection when we're in public, right? And so we really have to keep that in mind when we are out in public, but also before an attack in how we're training and preparing ourselves for that possibility, right? Now, this really came to light for me just a couple of weeks ago. My wife, or my, I'm sorry, my my son, who is 17 years old, was out with his girlfriend, and they had taken an Uber uh, ride to a local park that we live near. Um, right now, we're up in up in Illinois, and they took an Uber over to a park just so they could go for a nice little nature walk. It's springtime here now, and they're getting out. They're walking the trails. And it was a little bit around dusk or so. So the park really didn't have a lot of people in it. It's a very wooded area. So there are a lot of trails through the woods that you can go on. And of course, I mean, we're look, we're in a, a really nice area. So it's not like I'm worried about gangsters popping out from behind trees or anything. However, a situation did happen when they were out there. Now, my son is not armed. He's, he's not able to carry a gun here in Illinois or, or anywhere, really. So... But he is very tactically minded. He is very aware and conscious of what's happening around him. So he and his girlfriend got done walking the trails and they were sitting on a 
picnic table near where the restrooms were and just waiting. They were, they were going to just sit there, hang out for a little while and then call another Uber ride back out there. And while they were there, another car did drive into the park and it was starting to get a little bit dark there. It was getting around dusk and guys stopped about 50 feet from where, where, uh, where they were, came out of his car and then went into the restroom, the men's restroom, got out, walked around the back of the restroom and my son saw him behind the wall, behind the corner there, just about, again, about 50 feet away from them, that was just staring at them. All of a sudden, the guy emerges, and he's not wearing any pants. <laughs> and um, I think he's enjoying the view maybe a little bit too much. Let's just keep it at that, okay? Now, my son, obviously, um, he, doesn't, he doesn't take those things lightly, so he was concerned about the safety of his girlfriend because this guy was relatively close. Now, he was armed. He did have a knife on him, and he did have his knife ready to go. My son um, is trained in martial arts or, and, and you know self-defense and being able to use a knife. And he's very conscious that way. He thinks that way. He is a protector. That is his nature, right? So he talked with his girlfriend. It's like, look, this guy is as a potential threat, obviously, because he's sitting there with his pants, no pants on, watching us and taking care of himself. But, you know, we, we don't have a car. There was nobody else around, right? So all of a sudden, this is a real threat. This other guy has an actual vehicle there. Now they do have the woods that they can run into, but my son also knows he's not a, he's not a giant guy. He's not a, a big weightlifter or anything. This guy was older than him, stronger than him, and if he wanted to, he could probably, you know, do some harm, although my son was armed. So he told his girlfriend, he said, "Look, um, we're going to get up. We're going to go take this trail out of the woods. If this guy does anything, I need you to just run." get to the main road as fast as you can, flag down help. Her response was, no, I'm not gonna do that to you. I'm not gonna leave you. And my son got really angry with her and he said, look, and he made his voice much more stern. He said, look, I'm, I'm not debating this with you and I'm not asking you, I'm telling you, we're gonna walk out of here. If this guy follows us, I'm gonna turn around, I'm going to stop him. You are going to run to the park. Do you understand me? He took a real commanding presence with her. And she said, but I don't understand why. He's like, I don't need you to understand why. You just need to do what I tell you to do right now. Now, this is not the way my son normally is with his girlfriend. But under these circumstances, it was something that he knew he had to take decisive action right then and there. Um, to give you kind of the ending of the story here, before we get into the tips, um, I just want to let you know that my son uh, actually did, he got on his phone, he had already called 911 and, and the Uber driver actually, who was, the Uber driver was actually on his way, actually, that's, that's what they were waiting for. And so my son didn't, my son was expecting the Uber driver to show up at any time now. Um, so actually what did happen is as they were starting to enter in the woods, the Uber driver did come around the circular area they were, they were at. My son jumped inside of there and told the guy to told the Uber driver, step on it. Let's get out of here. This guy is is a threat to us. Get out of here quickly. And the the gentleman, the guy, once he saw my son looking over his way and talking to the Uber driver, got his pants back on, jumped in his vehicle. The Uber driver took off. Fortunately, this was a a this was a, a tactically minded Uber driver, I guess. He um he actually did some some turns off of the route because this guy was actually following them. He started taking off after them. So whether he thought my son was going to 
um, report him or he was, I don't know what he thought he was going to do, but he was, he was right on the ass of the Uber driver's car and the Uber driver was actually trying to get rid of him. And my son told him, look, drive to the nearest police station. Uber driver didn't know where that was. My son was getting around and taking down the license plate for the vehicle. And when the driver saw him doing that, he quickly veered off, got out of there and, and, and just left. And my son did contact the police, gave a report, gave a description of the vehicle, and they were able to apprehend this guy. But it's that key moment back there when there was no Uber driver, when there was no police officer, when there was no gun he had available, when there was nobody else around to give him any help. That was the scary moment. And that moment can happen for any of us at any time when we're out in public, right? So this is really, really critical because oftentimes we as concealed carry, um, as concealed weapon carriers, well, we train, we train solo. We go to the gun range solo. We do dry fire training solo, where oftentimes it's just us and a bad guy and our weapon. And so that's how we train for the reality, quote unquote, of a gunfight, when actually the reality is there are typically going to be other people around you. And there oftentimes are going to be people that you love with you, whether that is a child, whether it's your spouse, um, even if it's just a friend. How do you protect not just yourself, but how do you also safeguard the people that you're with? So I wanted to give you some quick tips here that will help you to be able to fine tune your self-protection program for concealed carry. It's all coming up right after this special message. What if everything you knew about how to stop a violent attacker with your gun was wrong? Discover the advanced tactics you must know now to protect yourself and those you love with a firearm. Check out our free book, Stopping Power Secrets. Inside, you'll find such no-hold-barred shockers as one, the three most common myths and misinformation shoveled out by movies and gun range know-it-alls that could get you killed in a real-life gunfight, two, the cold, hard truth about your personal weapon's ability to be a one-shot man-stopper, three, what coroners know about selecting the right ammo for your firearm that you don't, four, and the simple training trick used by Abrams tank crews and commercial airline pilots that will prepare you for a real attack even better than your best day at the range don't place your family's safety in the hands of hollywood fairy tales and hearsay claim your free copy of stopping power secrets now, now. at www.stoppingpowersecrets.com and now back to the show Okay, welcome back everyone. Uh, just again, we are talking about the topic of protecting your spouse, your spouse or other loved ones with a firearm. Actually, some of the tips we're gonna go over work even if you aren't armed, uh, even if you are unarmed out there or don't have a gun or anything, uh, it's still gonna help you. But how do you protect those that you love when you're out in public from an attack? So I have uh, three quick tips here that I'll be able to share with you. Um, number one really goes back to my son's experience with his girlfriend here, which is to pre-plan your companion's actions that are with you. So for my son, the first time he ever even talked about this with his girlfriend, which he realized was a big mistake, was when there was already a threat present there. And it's not a topic that, especially if you have somebody that isn't tactically minded like you, it is sometimes a hard um, a hard topic to to talk about because it you know it's it's kind of a big what if scenario right like nobody wants to think about that danger well I'm saying nobody but a lot of times you might have somebody that you love that that doesn't think like that and doesn't want to think like that right that's my situation right but it doesn't it shouldn't stop you from having that conversation with them look this I'm not asking you to be paranoid I'm not asking you to be afraid when we're out there 
just you know that I carry a weapon and I carry it for protection. And the challenge is, is that if we were ever attacked, if we were, then obviously that you are going to be there with me. That's, there's that possibility. And so your actions can put us both in danger. And I don't want to put you in danger and I don't want to put myself in danger. My whole goal is just your safety. So you have to really plan this out ahead of time. What would their actions be if you were to be attacked? All right. Now you can work that out with just you and your spouse. For example, if they are trained, whether it's hand to hand or whether it is with a firearm, maybe they are an ally of yours. Maybe they can help. For me, that's not the situation. For my son, that's not the situation. So what I need my wife to do is to be able to get behind me about an arm's length away because I can't make her also an obstacle that I have to deal with. If, I, if I'm in movement, if I have to step backwards for whatever reason, if she's right there, right up against me, then of course that's going to be something that I can fall over. And then if I'm falling down and somebody is shooting at me, that puts her in the line of fire. So I want to put myself between the gunman and or, or whoever the, the attacker and my spouse or my kids, whoever I'm with. I want to I want to be between them or off to the side away from them so that if I'm the source of the attack. So if I'm drawing on somebody, that makes me that prime person that the person is going to be focused in on. If they're shooting and my wife is on the side of me and they miss me, which they likely will, we know that people are not, even in close quarters, people are not very accurate with their firearm. Um, I don't want her to be in that line of fire. So where I want her is behind me to start out at least an arm's length away so that she's not a danger. I can get, I can move if I need to. I can, I can take this guy down unarmed. I can draw my weapon. I need her out of the way as much as possible. Now, the time to talk about that isn't when there's some guy with a knife or a gun in front of us. So you have to plan this all out well ahead of time. Now, again, the other the other thing here is that I want them, I want the person, the people that I'm with, the people that I'm safeguarding just to be safe. I don't want them trying to defend me. And what we see in, even in, in close, uh, in CCTV cameras that catch attacks on, on camera, we find that oftentimes the girlfriend or the, uh, the wife, sometimes even the kids will start to try and fight the attacker if they see that they're, their uh, their father their husband their their boyfriend is being is being beaten in some way they will try and like tear people apart and it's a natural protective instinct for a lot of people especially for women um, that have a, a real nurturing aspect to them right so i don't want my spouse to try and pull us apart i want her just to get to safety all right so i want her to get to safety flag down help that is the honey that is the best way that you can help me if you don't have a firearm okay so get the hell out of dodge go get help it doesn't matter if i'm getting beaten up or whatever it doesn't matter just go get help okay plan that all now all right tip number two here is really has to do with preparation. So anytime that I'm out with my spouse, um, we look, I'm a, I'm, I'm a, I'm a cuddler, man. I'm a cuddler. I'm a soft little, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a nice little cuddler. So I like to hold my wife's hand when I'm out. I like to hold, you know, we like to hold arms. I'll put my arms around her. And when we are out in public, then I need to keep my, my, uh, my primary gun hand. I need to keep that free at all times. So if we're, when we're holding hands, she knows it's always going to be 
my left hand. I'm right. I'm a right-handed shooter. It's always going to be my left hand. Now, if I'm a right-handed shooter and she's holding on my right hand and somebody jumps out from behind a corner somewhere and to, to stick us up with a gun or a knife or just to attack us, well, what's going to be the instinctive response there, right? Especially for somebody that doesn't think in terms of like, go for the attack. They're going to lock up. The adrenaline's going to kick in. They are going to have a vice-like grip on, on, uh, on your hand. And it's going to be hard to get your hand off there. They're, they might even, you know, wrench onto your entire arm. And that's if that's a, your gun arm, that's that's going to try and get to your weapon. Well, that's going to be a challenge for you. So you always want to make sure that you keep your gun hand free. Now that means free of your spouse's hand, free of your kid's hand, free of any groceries or any other bags that you're carrying. My wife and I have gotten uh, really, you know, we've become accustomed to if we're if I'm carrying the uh, the shopping bags, I'm carrying them in my left hand now. And if she wants to hold on to my arm, she'll put her arm in mine. So that's kind of how we've adapted out in public. But my right hand is always going to be free. OK, you're going to have to make that 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 you might have to make that same switch for yourself, too. And you might have to overcome your companions. uh, uh just mention of like, you know, okay, I was holding your hand. Why did you all of a sudden switch where, which side you're walking on here? And now I'm holding your other hand. All right. Again, kind of goes to pre-planning your, your companion's actions. Right. Okay. All right. Tip number three here is it's kind of piggybacking off of that same thing. So if I am out with somebody and my, my wife clamps down on my arm and I've got my left arm now is, is, um, is 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 not available for me well if all i've been training for for concealed carry is to be able to use both of my hands to be able to draw my weapon to be able to shoot my weapon then it's gonna put me at a serious disadvantage if i no longer have one of my arms accessible to be able to get to my gun so therefore you really do have to train in one-handed draw Okay, you have to you have to with the one-handed concealed carry draw. Can you do that? Can you do it from the position that your gun is in? Most likely that's going to be a yes, right? But how do you get past the clothing just with one hand? All right? So we talk about this each day might be different in how you dress, in where you carry your gun even. And so can you do it for that day from that situation? One of the things we've talked about with some of the experts that we've had on the show is to really like spend the first five minutes of each day when you're after you're dressed, before you go out the door, to be able to go ahead and practice your draw from what you're from what you're doing. Now I recommend that you also throw in there your one-handed draw as well. Now, most people will show the way they'll, they'll try and draw one-handed the same way that they would with two hands. In other words, they would grab their shirt with their, just get a, a good solid grip on their shirt with the four fingers underneath the, the shirt, the thumb on top on the outside there, and you crank up there and now you've got to go down for the gun. Well, for our extreme close quarters combat shooting, then you know we pressure tested this and what we found was that that was actually one of the hardest ways to do it because what ended up happening the most was you come up with the shirt and when you go down to draw your weapon the shirt is still lodged where the thumb is the thumb has been really hard to be able to clear after you yank up your shirt there and what ends up happening is you end up grabbing taking your shirt and you're also grabbing on to the weapon at the same time in in your in the in the pistol grip and so when you bring it up if you go to extension we found sometimes even the the gun just went flying because the shirt snagged the uh, the thumb backwards and all of a sudden you no longer had a grip on the handle of the gun so Therefore, what we developed was a thumb sweep motion. So basically, essentially, I mean, you, any of you that have the extreme close 
uh, combat shooting uh, course, this would be something you'll find in one of the chapters here when we talk about um, real, real gunfighting in close quarters, that it's this thumb sweep. So it's essentially bringing your thumb underneath your shirt. And that way your entire hand is coming up under your shirt. You can get to your gun from there and draw up. And that drawing motion is what clears your shirt to be able to make the weapon accessible and be able to present it onto target there, all right? Now, after you do have it drawn like that, you still are shooting with one hand. So you do have to master shooting with one hand. It's not the same as shooting with two hands and just have, taking one hand away. In fact, I covered this in depth, actually the how-tos of this, inside of our uh, one of our podcasts it was episode number 191 so if you go to that episode here and i'll actually have a link in the show notes on the blog for uh for this podcast that you're listening to right now there'll be a link there that will go over to episode number 191 where you can get that that very very detailed how-to sequence for shooting accurately with one hand okay so you definitely want to be able to train that as well so are you training that are you training a one-handed draw are you training for one-handed shooting when you are practicing your dry fire training when you're practicing live fire training okay it's different and it makes a difference your training is what's going to make the ultimate difference so follow these three tips make sure that you go ahead and grab the cheat sheet for this so you have something to be able to offer you kind of a template for how to train for protecting your spouse in public again all you need to do is go over to www.mcsmagazine.com 245 download it absolutely free and until our next modern combat and survival broadcast this is jeff anderson saying prepare train and survive <laughs>